The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, you are obsessed with him as much as I am. He's my right-hand man. He's my man of honor for the wedding that will never happen. But we're doing a wellness check on Raymond Padilla because I honestly and truly am concerned, just as concerned as you are. Y'all have sent me the bat signals. I've heard your cry. So without further ado, live from New York, let's do a wellness check on my dearest and greatest friend, Raymond Padilla. How are you, honey? I mean, I guess I have to answer not well. Right. Because like, you're I'm not fucking here in New York. Okay. So let's just backtrack for a couple people. You are born and raised California King, pillar mm. of the Asian community. Pillar of many communities. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that I emphasize it enough. Um, <laughs> but I, I've been carrying the weight of many worlds on my shoulders. Many communities. Pillar of the Asian community, Latinx, homosexual, yes. fat people. You know, just all of the above. Yes, men who decided to get highlights in their hair. I was in just going to say people who are losing their hair follicles because I have done that. But because you know what, if this quarantine doesn't end, I won't have any hair anymore. I yeah. literally went to go get my hair cut by somebody here in New York, not Kiki, um, just because she's in LA, like a while back. And he was like, yeah, I mean, you look great as a blonde, but like you can either be blonde or you can have hair. You can't have both. And Is I was like, that the fucking truth right there? And I was like, wow, Michael. Um, Okay, way to crush a girl's spirit when she's literally living through the worst time of her life. Also, maybe trying to have her homosexual truth only for you to tell me that I'm going to lose all of my hair. Ray, we have said this before. The moment that any of our friends who are like closeted are about to step out, they do two things. They either start wearing tank tops or they dye their hair. And I'm wearing a tank top. You're doing both. I'm wearing a tank top. It's a spank top. It's a spank. From Jeff. Yes. <laughs> I know. Spanx, a wonderful sponsor of the podcast. Love all their stuff. Oh, are and they now? They are. Yeah. Oh, well, so we can give them a shout out. Great. We can give them a shout out. Jeff, though, does not believe in a tank top. But I said, I know who believes in a tank top. Yeah, That's me. fucking Ray Padilla. Yeah. He texts me. He's like, I can't believe you put it. It's so tight. And I'm like, Jeff, <laughs> I haven't worn anything that wasn't tight since, I don't know, literally I was a baby. How are those loose fitting khakis, Jeff? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, what's that like? Uh, What's it like to be a straight man that where you can wear ill-fitting clothes and girls still would like suck your dick even if you haven't showered after wrestling? I'm not sucking a dick. Well, I mean, you're not, but that's how, I mean, maybe I was in high school. You know what I mean? Like you're just as a gay man, all you ever fantasize is about like this like masculine guy and he's like long oversized basketball shorts. And you're just like, I just, if he would just give me one shot, one one opportunity, White rabbit, you know? Yes, yes. Eminem style. Mom's spaghetti on the sweater. Yeah. Yeah. What was Brittany Murphy's name in that movie? I don't know. But may she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. God bless her. Also, I'm having a cocktail and I, you know, I'm just gonna put this out there. I just got my second COVID shot. So like if I turn into like half lizard midway through, like just know. And I was thinking about it on the car right here. And I'm like, you know what? You told me yesterday, you're like, it's okay. You'll be like a thin lizard. And I'm like, I'm not. If I were to turn into a lizard, I'd be like one of those fat iguanas in Cabo. You know, like the extra fat ones that they carry around for you to pay $2 to take a picture with. Yes, or Komodo. You'd end up being mm. a Komodo dragon on your own yeah, island. Yeah, no, I think because those those ones walk a lot and I'm more sedentary. Okay, you I know? hear you. Yes, you would be you'd be on a leash on some guy named Jose's arm and mm-hmm. you literally, be, you'd be standing outside Carlos and Charlie's and right. they would literally be like, you know, 
two pesos or whatever yep. for a scratch. And then you just roll over on your back and you let them scratch you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be me. And honestly, so. the, the first time I met you, actually, this is really coming full circle. That's exactly what I envisioned. You know, when you look mm-hmm. at somebody and you're like, they're an animal. I knew you were a petting iguana from Cabo San Lucas. The fattest shit is iguana. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With like the long nails. Because, you know, sometimes I let them grow too long. And yeah. you like trim your fucking nails. And I'm like, I know, I know. Well, they're Coke nails. I mean, well, and that- I, no, I mean, it's but it's the full hand. So then it's not, it's just... I've been better about it in New York because the walk, you know, COVID, you have to like, it's just the gross. It's too much. Everything now, here is disgusting. Now let's break it down because uh, listen, I have many New York followers and listeners and I adore them, but they know that there's just a plight about being in New York. There's a struggle. There is a hustle that people don't understand. And, no. you know, there's a famous saying, leave New York before it makes you too hard leave California before it makes you soft. So now right. that you lived in two places, and I do think that you moved to New York in probably the worst time of the year during a global pandemic, we had one of the worst winters. Mm-hmm. What What is your overall take being a California boy now being in New York? Give me your like top observations being fresh to the city. I think that each day there's a fresh hell you have to walk through just so to fucking survive. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, you told me, I visited you. I have a couple other good friends who have lived in the city at different points. And they're like, no, it's fucking hard, but it's the greatest. It's the fucking greatest city in the world. And you're like, why? Yeah. Because like you see trash everywhere and like, oh, you're walking through a wind tunnel and literally debris hits you in your eye. And you're like, I'm going to get pink eye and STD. And also I'm going to be blind now. And I'm going to have cataract surgery at 32. And I yeah. can't even afford that because I don't have fucking health insurance. <laughs> so there, there, it's hard. And it's like, yeah. it's highs and lows, you know, because you're like, there is an energy. That's the thing. Like, and I'm like, you know, I'm one of those people who is very, um, I pick up on the thing. Like I pick up on the, I'm I quick, I can assimilate or whatever, whatever the vibe is, I can pick it up. I can read the room for those of you. You can read the room. And in lizard terms, you're a chameleon. Chameleon, you know what I mean? that's right. Yes, you're like that's me. Right. We, we kind of assimilate anywhere we go. If we could be at a Pope convention, we could be at a anime convention. We would find a friend in the room and figure it out. Yeah, and we would be, and then next thing you know, we're hawking some like tchotchke to sell and like we're, we've Making now made profit. a billion dollars. <laughs> You know, so there is an energy like that is like, it's like you like, I think a little bit. Okay. So backtrack. I moved here from LA because I had to move for work. Everyone keeps messaging me. Why didn't you move to New York? It doesn't fucking matter why I moved. I'm here now. I could have moved to New York for a dick replacement. And I, you know, it is what it is. And honestly, I kind of did move to find a dick replacement. Not for myself, not my own dick, because I'm happy with that one. But the one that I didn't have, you know. I mean, you're looking for love. You moved for professional reasons, but you're also looking for love in a city that I hate to say takes a really long time to love you back. Yeah, uh, forever. Maybe forever. No, it's not forever. I moved for professional reasons. And then I kind of was like at this crossroads of my life where I was just kind of like, okay, we're in quarantine. When am I ever going to move? Also not for nothing. I could just see the writing on the fucking wall in LA. And I don't know if other people can identify with this, but like, you know, when you have this group of friends, your best friends, you have mm-hmm. it. You have your same group of four girls. I know them. I love all of them. I have my same group of like six. And we're all kind of hitting the same point, right? Like we're at the same age and people are like getting engaged, buying houses, talking about fertility. And all of my friend group in LA is kind of like on that path. And I'm not there yet. 
Right. And like in this pandemic, I don't know how people feel. And maybe this is, you know, not what you want to hear from me because it's not funny. But like, I felt like no one had my fucking back. I hear you. Yeah. Like people would be like, I'd be like, I would have to. Of course, I was trying to be COVID safe and do all the things, but I'd be like, guys, can I see anyone? Like, right. my roommates were gone. There were so many weeks and months that I was completely alone right? and could not see a single person. And all my friends are like, fine, because they have their partners. I mean, yeah, maybe they want to kill them or maybe they're ready to cut their dicks off. But like, they had somebody. And I, you know, I have my one of my very good friends in LA, Sam, and she was kind of going in and out of town because of work. And I just like, it, the opportunity came and I was like, well, maybe this is it. Like, just go. And if you fall on your fucking face and you chip your tooth and you know what? Like you have no hair left. You have no hair left. At least, more. at least you won't know one fucking person in New York and you right. can't be embarrassed because truly like you left all of my friends who have at one point lived in the city have all left in quarantine. So I actually know nobody like through extension. I know people, right. But I personally don't like have like people here. I know a few people who haven't come back yet, but they're just not back, you know? And so I was like, just go and like, see what happens. And here I am. I was supposed to stay for eight weeks and I'm almost on 16. But here's the thing. That's an adventure. And you have to look at it as an adventure. I mean, uh, listen, I moved to New York the first time with like one suitcase and I was like, I'll figure it out. And then I was there for five years and then I went to LA and then I came back and you're a nomad, right? I, I feel like we are kindred spirits in the sense that obviously like I love and adore you, but we both don't live very traditional lives. Like, yes, no, I am have. now married. And yes, I now moved in with my mother and I'm doing the the egg freezing, but I am, we don't live traditional lives. Like if I had to do the regular day to day, I don't think I could do it. It's a much harder job than people give, you know, parents and and people who work that corporate gig credit for. You and I need, we need something different every fucking day. And I don't know if it's because we have- low attention spans or we're needy or what, what happened to us traumatically as children, but we can't stay on the straight and narrow. I don't see nothing wrong with a little woo more play. Listen, I talk about it every week because I'm horny. You're horny. Let's get to it. Hints by Woo is a massage candle that is body safe, sex friendly, and massage ready. Light it. Wait a second. Blow it. Pour it. Pour it on yourself. Pour it on a stuffed animal, you know? Pour it on a rotisserie chicken. I don't know what you do, and it's honestly and truly none of my business, but the Santal scented aroma will really set the mood. The key ingredients are shea butter, coconut oil, and jojoba oil. I already use a regular lube. I love all of their products. Woo More Play, I think they're just a fucking fantastic company, and I'm thrilled that they want to give me the monies to share with you because they are fire. Listen, they have two boxes right now. The number one, which is the date night. It is a massage oil. Okay. You get the freshy wipes, which is my friggin' favorite. And on top of that, you get a love oil, right? So you get a massage candle, a love oil, and a freshie. Then they have the number two, the come together box, which is one massage candle, one love oil, and one vibes, which is a vibrator, baby. All you got to do is go to wooomoreplay.com and use code absolutely for 20% off your order. That's woo, W-O-O, more, M-O-R-E, play, P-L-A-Y.com. Remember, they have two boxes, the date night and the come together. Listen, get the massage candle, get the freshies, get the love oil, get it all. Live, laugh, love, baby. Life is short. Get your freak on. Now back to the podcast. You know what? I I don't like to talk about therapy because I feel like all people like to talk about now is therapy. But I went once and the therapist was like in one session was like, so you like chaos because you thrive in it. And you actually create it for yourself. And here are the things that you can do to get rid of it. And I was like, 
thank you so much for your time. And I went out <laughs> and the little, I guess the assistant secretary, whatever you call them now, scheduler yeah. was like, when mm-hmm. can we see you again? And I was like, you won't. Thanks. And I, thank and you. I know that. So I know right. like, I still try and work on it and like try not to have too chaos. But if it's, if I'm too sedentary, then I'm like this, I'm miserable, you know? Well, and also we like to be on our toes. Yeah. And when you're in any form of entertainment, you don't know when your next paycheck's going to come. No. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. No. So for you having this adventure and this experience to really just fucking dye your tips blonde, put on a fucking tank top with a silk blouse over it, drink a, you know, a tequila and sit in this apartment in New York, you're going to thrive. We're going to figure it out. We're putting all the good energy to you. And honestly, like not for nothing. And we'd say what you want about me. I'm crotchety and I like to complain. And now I've had, yeah. and now I don't have, I couldn't have more shit to complain about in moving here. You know what? And oh, why do you always complain? Because I can, because I because fucking I, can. I, can. I could have a billion fucking dollars and I could have a six pack and trust me, I would find something to complain about. And you know what? You would laugh about it. Not only am I complaining a lot, but people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but like your misery just brings me joy. And I'm like, yeah, assholes. I'm over here suffering for you. Oh, I mean, your your content has been fucking fire, right? Let's get down to the root of it. Thank you. You as an ordinary person, and when you and I are together, that's all we do. We are two crotchety old fucking yeah. ladies who have bunions, acid reflux, and a tenacity for a glass of crisp white wine. That's, that's right. just where we fucking go. <laughs> yeah, we're I saw, I got to see you like the other day because you were in New seconds. York for literally a lunch and we were both just having a day. Like we had all these plans. We had, this is the thing people don't need to, need to know about us. We always have plans. We're like, oh, we're going to go to always. lunch and we're going to shop and it's going to be like our New York minute because I'm finally here and you're finally here and your boy, your husband's not here. And like, I'm like yeah. kind of light working this week. And then you fucking get here. We have to deal with a whole fucking vermin situation. Then you have to leave. We go to yeah. lunch and we're just like, <sighs> and the, the lady was Fuck. like, can we help you? And you were like, just bring me whatever glass of white wine you have. And I was like, <laughs> same, two please. I said, we'll split the turkey burger. We'll get a side of truffle fries and we'll do a salmon salad and then bring us to Brussels sprouts. And also, uh, what else did we get? I think that was... No, I think that was it. And then I said two crisp glasses of your favorite white wine. Stand oh, we got artichokes. Like, and artichokes. That's you know, right. I love an artichoke. Yeah, I love an artichoke. Yeah, well, it was a fucking bummer. Listen, I'm so grateful to be working. I'm not going to complain. Yeah. But I thought I was going to be able to stay in New York longer than because of the SAG rules. I had to leave immediately after my shoot. It's all... I can't wait. I truly, I know that everyone says this, but I genuinely cannot fucking wait for this shit to be over. I mean, I'm ready to be so drunk with you in like Panama City, yes, Florida. I want to get a back tat of like a tiger eating a snow cone and just <laughs> fucking thrive. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I want to wear snow cones as like nipple covers on Fire yes. Island and like oh. literally pick up six STDs because I haven't had one yet, knock on wood. You know what I Knock mean? Knock on what? Everyone yeah. keeps saying, how long are you going to be in New York? And I'm like, hopefully long enough to lose 30 pounds and get two STDs. And then I'm out. And guess what? That's a great goal. If you don't put that on the fucking vision board. It is. Also, I like, not to brag, I dropped 12 since I've gotten here because of and all the fucking walking. Now I have to like do the thing where you eat well, which like, ugh, gross. But right. um, I could do one or the other. Yeah. Don't ask me to do both. I'm either going to eat and eat like a fucking monster and do, I don't know, some form of torturous CrossFit all day, or I'll eat nothing yeah. And then I, I'm just going to sit on my couch and slowly melt into the furniture. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't have health insurance, so, I, you know, I'm not getting checked regularly as I should for STDs. But, right. you know. I think you know. You know when you know. If you know something's when you know. itchy or burning, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I should well, probably also, you know when you've like, you were like, well, I just hooked up with a guy who probably has a dirty dick. Like, yeah. you got to go get checked. You know. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, you do know. I had wild days. I will say my sluttiest years were definitely when I was in New York before I met Jeff. I mean, I was hooking up with a guy who owned a hedge fund that I Ooh. met on like Match.com. And you I woke match. up- Match.com? Yes, before fucking Bumble or Tinder or yeah, any yeah, of that, that shit. Yeah, was, that was the early aughts. Yeah. I mean, I was I was living my truth. I was having a good time. They're all older men too, because I just Ooh. I was really looking for that money bag situation. Yeah, that same, would just, honestly. Support me and push me through my comedy career. And then I guess I had to find love. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I'll, I don't know. It depends on right, how Ray. big the bag is, whether or yeah. not I like need to find love. What, but what are you looking for? You're obviously putting it out there. I mean, as one of your closest friends, I feel like, you know how I say, you got to put it out there in the universe. Yeah. What are you manifesting? What kind of partner do you want in your life? You know what? I'm actually at the moment, I'm actually like, of course I would love to meet someone. And I feel like I talk about this every time I come on because it's just like, what I've been thinking about the most in this quarantine. Like you like really reflect and like, you know, I can normally distract myself in LA with a Chinese chicken salad and like a hike that I hate going on. You know what I mean? Right. But in this time I've realized I actually, I'm open to just finding someone who I can fucking laugh with, who has yeah. their own job and like, that's it, you know? And they have like, they believe in Hosanna. Like that's important to me. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. It's fucking, it's, he hath risen it is his, well, this will come out by the time he hath risen. And you know yeah. what? So have I, you know, here yeah. I am. I'm trying to just do my best. I think I, I really did come here to New York and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go live my gay ass truth. Cause I wasn't doing that in LA. I don't know anyone here. So it's like forcing me to try and meet people. And I right. have met a couple of new friends and I've like, I kind of like, people are like, oh, I can set you up with this person or this person. And I'm like, guys, stop. My cup runneth over with straight white female friends. Like, I can't talk to another bitch about her fertility, her frozen fucking eggs, her husband playing fucking golf. Gentle, gentle. You know what I mean? You know? Or I I can't listen to her talk about, I'm done watching The Bachelor. I'm fucking done. It's a scam. I have been bamboozled one too many fucking times. It's over for me. So I was like, unless he's gay, Mm -hmm. he doesn't even need to be gay to the point where I'm going to fuck him. I just want to meet those kinds of people. I want to meet unicorns because I'm the you. fucking gay unicorn. Tiffany Haddish is the black unicorn. I'm the fucking homosexual unicorn. I'm fat, Mexican, mm-hmm. Chinese. You said it. Yep. Stunning, Mensa level smart, pillar of all the communities. You know what I mean? Pillar of all the communities and obviously a pillar of the humility uh, community. <laughs> well, listen, Ray, I would just like you to know that I'm the one who told you you need more gay friends. I yeah, literally was you like, you, you need that. more gay friends. You've I was always like, where said are your that. Gay friends? But like, here's the thing that people don't understand that like, it's easy for you to say because gay men love a crazy white woman and that's what you are. They so do. you attract them. They come running <laughs> like they run to Lindsay Lohan's club in Greece. Okay. Amen. Yes. But when you're a gay man who's like overweight and shy at first, People don't know that about me. And you pointed this out when we first met. You're like, why are you so quiet or in public? And I'm like, because I need to figure <laughs> shit out first. I want to like, I want to bust in like Read Chris fucking Noth in Law and Order SVU, assess the scene, then I'll shine, you know? But mm-hmm. so it's hard for me. And it's also hard to make friends as a homosexual because we're also fucking judgmental. Myself it included. Is tough. It is tough. And that's why I feel like, you know, you come in and lay your head in my bosom. Yeah. Because I, you and I judge on the same level. 
we do. And, and that's what it is. Really and truly, that's all friendship is, is finding somebody who's the equal amount of cuntiness as you, but not too much more because yeah. then you don't want to get your feelings hurt. But if you're on the same even playing field of cuntiness, you're like, that's my best. Day. Exactly. It's it's finding your person that you literally want to take your top off with and Mykonos, tits out, mm-hmm. clits out. And also mm-hmm. the same friend that you want to look the most disgusting you ever look, sit on the couch, talk shit for 10 fucking hours and you don't hate each other. And you don't hate each other. That's friendship. Yeah. That's, That's what it friendship. is for me. I'm sorry. And order t- and just be able to blink twice at lunch and know I have two white wines coming to the table. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, I'm trying to, I took my judgment lenses down a notch. Okay. You know, I like, cause I have been trying to meet people here and I've been like being set up with people and like, but the old me was like, oh God, that gay guy, he wears too many tank tops. Like we're just, it's not going to. Too many? Like yeah. a layered tank top no, no, situation? No, like every photo's in a tank top. You know what Got I mean? It. Like when you do a, when you do a light stock, you're like, why is every photo in a tank top? Why is he wearing so much yellow? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm like quick to judge. But this time I'm like, I don't know. Let's just see. Let's see. Let's not even, let's go in with no preconceived notions mm-hmm. other than we're going to try and make a friend. Listen, and that's all you can do. It's appropriate we're talking about a New York company called Brooklyn in, in this New York episode. Yes, it's like Brooklyn. The Burrow and linen, L-I-N-E-N, which is my favorite material to wear in the summer because I sweat through everything in Georgia. Brook Linen is incredible. They basically take really high quality bedding and they make it at a fair price. How do they do that? They cut out the middle man. And the good thing is it's like you're living, you're thriving, you're feeling like you're in a luxury hotel, but with a a reasonable price that everybody can afford. Brooklyn and creates beautiful, high quality bedding and home essentials. And they work directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price. No markups, no middlemen. Their comforters come in lightweight, all season and ultra warm to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyle. There's even a weighted comforter option for stress relief. Hello, this is perfect. There's a reason why Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. Treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Brooklinen's comforter collection. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code absolutely not to get $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code absolutely not for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code absolutely not. You know it's an absolute yes? Brooklinen and their amazing comforters. Now, back to the podcast. I also have to commend you. Like when Jeff found out that you were riding a fucking city bike around New York, he was like, he is a born and raised New Yorker. He's like, Heather, I would never fucking get on a city bike race here, driving, a, riding this bike across the Brooklyn fucking bridge. <laughs> then Ray picked me up from my hotel in Brooklyn, brought me back to the city the other day. He literally is like tur- taking right on red, which is illegal in New York. And he's just like, and I'm like, this motherfucker, I lived in New York on and off for what, like eight years. And I could never even drive a car in the city. You've been here 16 weeks and you, you're literally like smoking a cig out, outside of the car. Honestly, like, that's, honestly. That, I told my friends, I was like, listen, because so many of my good friends in LA were like, we have like our very good mutual friend, Tori, was like, I'm yeah. so afraid that I'm going to lose you forever. Like you're going to go and you're going to fucking find a partner and you're going to be Nate Burkus and Jeremiah Brent with beautiful babies. And I was like, well, I'm not white or thin, but sure. And actually I am white, I guess, technically, whatever. That doesn't matter. We don't claim her at the moment. <laughs> Again, I like, I was like, listen, you know, you've lost me when I'm in a full black outfit, head to toe, eyes sunken in, face dry, and I'm smoking a cig like an Olsen twin. When yeah. you see photos like that, 
that's a warning. That's your sign. That's New York. New York does that to you. There's something about it, like three o'clock hits. And even if you're not a smoker, you just find like a loose cigarette, like rolling around the subway and you just pick it up and you barely dust it off. And you're like, I fucking deserve this. That's New York. Yeah. Now, do you have any absolutely nots in New York? Like, obviously, the ratatouilles, the vermin, Ugh, they are attacking the us. They are disgusting. They are nipping at the ankles. They're nipping at the ankles. I think, okay, this is, you know what drives me crazy? Is yeah. it like, okay, so I get it. Everyone walks and talks, right? Like, everyone mm-hmm. walks and talks. My biggest absolutely not is when you're walking on a narrow sidewalk, okay? Because New York has okay. big sidewalks. You have to remember that New York, if, for people who haven't been here, the avenues are huge. You could line 10 people up in a row and they could walk you know, in a line, pair, like whatever, in a line, right? Great, great description. Okay, but then, <laughs> but you can't do that because people are coming from both directions on each side, on each side of the sidewalk. My pet peeve is when you're on a narrow sidewalk and you have a couple or a pair of friends who refuse to separate and stack like ducks in a row when you're trying to pass somebody. I literally, I'm like, oh, so I have to go out into the fucking street because you're talking about her fucking frog? No, like make room. Like it well, drives those me, people are also just assholes. It drives those me insane. Assholes. I'm like, guys, this sidewalk is so narrow. It's COVID. Like, just you can walk in ducks in a row for one second. It drives me nuts. But but Ray, this is what you do. The New Yorker and you just has to yell, move. Like you just scream it, and people will move to the right. You literally say on your left, like like yeah. like you are on your city bike. Yeah. You just scream. Oh, New the York city, is the city one. bike. I'm like ding 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 ding. I'm yeah. like. I'm like someone who's just had gastric bypass surgery trying to get their first fucking ice cream with the nurse's bell. That's me on a city bike, okay? Just ding, 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 ding. It's to the point where people are like, I think a fire alarm's going off. Like, it, they don't right. know it's me. Or like, they're like, sir, you're actually at a red light. I don't know what, if you're trying to like move time and space forward by trying to get this light to change, but you're actually the one who's yeah. at the stop sign. So chill the fuck out. Yeah, no, I like, I'm actually very, yeah. Jeff messaged me and was like, I'm so, you can't believe you're on a bike, but like, I'm actually very comfortable on a bike. Good Weirdly, for you. I mean, like, you know, we worked at SoulCycle and that bike doesn't go fucking nowhere, but I have been places and I'm going places. Side note. I was just talking to one of our old employees today, Ross, and he messaged me and he literally was like, Heather, has Vanity Fair reached out to you? Like, how has nobody reached out to us for our tell-all on SoulCycle? You know what? I am, I, you know, I have no idea. I mean, people will message me about it and be like, yo, right. blah, 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 blah. And I never respond because write it, regret it, say it, forget it. Uh-huh. Um, but I, we could really do a thing. And I didn't sign no NDA for that company. I, I will disparage no it. NDA. I will despair. I mean, of course, I don't want all the people that I met there that still work there who are wonderful. I don't want them to lose their jobs. That's not my intention. Mm-hmm. But if you want to know about a toxic work culture, work <laughs> there for two fucking months. Uh, work there specifically and have a BMI over like 24 and then call Ray and I and call we'll us. say- Call it's called Padilla and McMahon, attorneys at law, because we got a civil suit on our hands. <laughs> oh my God. I, you can't even, I, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a religious person, not a litigious person. Yes. But that's the other thing that people don't, people don't even know what's going on with me, but I'm in the midst of like dodging slum lords left and right. I'm like, okay, we need to break that down. You have been now evicted and talked about it on the podcast like three times. So where are we at? This was also too. You came to New York in the middle of the pandemic. A lot of people moved out. So you were getting a sublet through a friend of a friend. Yes. And then naturally shit hit the fan of course. and it's an illegal sublet. So you have now been evicted for like the fourth time. Correct. Break us down what happened. So basically, yeah, I was subletting, I, I guess technically every sublet's illegal unless you sign a paper, right? Like I don't, you know. I, but like what paper? A loose paper? I don't post-it? know. I don't know. I tried to ask your sister about it and she was like, I don't study tenant law. And I was like, great. Okay. Well, let me find Can one. Can I tell you? 
Side note, that's what every attorney does. Uh, that's why I fucking hate attorneys. Like you go to an attorney who deals with like, say, iguana's rights. And they're like, I only deal with iguana's rights. I actually have no idea what a DUI is. You're like, what the fuck did you guys learn in law school? Somebody. Right. Also, not for nothing. Okay, I don't expect you to know all the laws. Just Google it really quick for me and explain yeah. it to me. Do a okay? light do a light Google search and let me know if I'm going to jail or not. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you. So basically, yeah, I was subletting from a friend of a friend and it was all going fine. I was supposed to be there through the end of March, like had a thing, possibly extend through the end of April, just depending on how long I was going to be here. It was up in the air. Everything is like a month by month thing. And the girl whose apartment it was, who I know through a friend of a friend, was like, reached out to me and was like, hey, FYI, you can't have any more packages sent there. The neighbors have been spying on you and they notice packages are coming to my Fucking apartment in your name. Now, she had told me before, try not to send a ton of packages. Actually, she didn't. I asked her, hey, what's the deal with packages? She's like, oh, you know, just send them under my name. So almost all of them I did, okay? And if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I've been, I was ordering coats on coats on coats because honey, nothing fucking fit. And it was, it was a polar fucking vortex. I didn't even, right. I didn't even know that coats had a function other than fashion. You know what I mean? Because in <laughs> LA, a, a coat is an accessory. It has no utility. In fact, in LA, we don't even really put our arms in the jackets. It's no. a light drape as if it's a cape of a king. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm, yes, truly. It is a cape. It's like a papal guard. You know yes. what I mean? And everyone knows how I am with the Lord and being the Pope. But anyway, so yeah, I was just like, I guess I got too many packages and the neighbors were spying on me, like multiple neighbors in the building. And so then they called, not the girl who I was subletting from, but the woman who owns it. Because in New York, it's this thing, I guess, you know, it's like people own condos in buildings and then they've owned them for 40 years. And then they know the crazy lady who never left the condo because that person can afford to be a slumlord. But then they are making so much money that the woman who owned the apartment I was living in lives in a mansion in Santa Monica because she's, she it's highway robbery. You know what I mean? Yes. This city is slumlord city. I literally can't take it. So the landlady called the girl who I was subletting from and was like, you have someone in my apartment, get him out or you'll be evicted. And so then she called me and was like, what's going on? I had to divert I'm embarrassed to say this. I had to divert over $1,000 in stuff Mm -hmm. coming to the apartment. That like, I've gotten half that money back, but the other half is like lost in transition because I, then I couldn't go pick up the fucking packages because I didn't have my New York address on it. And I was like, I can't get a New York address because I live here illegally. Like, what what am I doing? See, this is, this is just what New York does. It's fucked. It it sucks you in and then it fucks you hard and doesn't let you leave. You're almost like like a sex slave. It's like New York, buy me a fucking drink before you fuck me up the ass raw. Like what is happening? It raw dogs you. It raw dogs you. Yeah, she calmed the landlady down and was like, hey, he's, she like, we created this story. Like, oh, we're partners and he's just house sitting and watering the plants. Cause I was watering her plants and I was like taking care of her thing. And she was making money because she's not, the person who I was subletting from was, went home and isn't working. Side note, when you said partners, is she trying to pass you No, 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 those her- working partners, business oh, partners, okay. business partners, honey, no, I didn't no, no. know if it I was mean, like a, right, I right. Mean, <laughs> if, if someone's stupid enough to believe I'm partners with a straight woman, like we have other problems. If there was a gun to your head and we had to pretend to be like a straight couple, we could not do it. I don't if it think was I life or death. No. no, but anyway, so we calmed the landlady down for like, a week. She was like, okay. here's his email. I was like, I'll jump on a call with you. Like I'm leaving at the end of March, blah, 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 blah. This is all happening around like March 1st. A week later, I'm driving to like a doctor's appointment and I get a call being like, I was like, oh, hey, 
you know, person whose apartment I'm renting, is this an emergency? Because I'm like in the midst of walking. And she's like, it is an emergency. You have to be out of the apartment in 24 hours. (gasps) And I was like, I'm walking into the doctor that already is my ass is clenched because I don't know how much the bill is going to be and I don't have health insurance. Um, Right. Can I call you back in a quick 30? So I call her back and I'm like, what's going on? She's like, she's freaking out. You have to move out. Can you be out in 24 hours? And I'm like- And go where, bitch? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I will- I will be a destitute woman in the West Village. Like, what? Like, and then you're like, I should have been nicer to the Ratatouilles that I had to kick out of the apartment because then I need, now I need to go crash on their couch. Yeah, seriously. And so then I ended up being able to stay like two days and there was a scramble for me to find a, like a place just to literally lay my follicleless head down on. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and here's the thing. That's why people left New York. And, and I got the weirdest messages when I left New York. People were like, you abandoned the city. How could you do that? I'm like, first of all, I'm not the fucking mayor. Let's just clear that. No, but quick. I should be. But I should be. De Blasio, suck a dick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, also, uh, when people see what they pay in taxes and then what they pay in rent, and then when everybody fled the city and then they dropped the prices of rent, my, again, New Yorker husband was like, fuck this. They knew they were fucking us in the first place. Bada bing. I'm not going to deal with that. Uh." And I was like, okay, Jeff, take a Pepsi AC and like have a sandwich, calm the fuck down. But that's it. Calm down before you get a hemorrhoid. You know what I mean? uh, Honestly, honestly, <laughs> I can't deal with your dingleberries. I just can't. Because then everybody knows about it. And he's like walking around awkwardly around the house. I'm like, you got to stop. <laughs> Jeff's one of those guys. And that's the big thing that street guys do. There's such babies when it comes to anything medically involved. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like he can, like as a woman, I mean, I could be bleeding out of my, every orifice on my body, but I'm still like, all right, I'm going to buck up and like go to work and do my shit. That's right. It's like, I got a hemorrhoid. What am I going to do? It's like everything. He tells the guy at the cleaners he has a hemorrhoid. He tells the guy at Bank of America, he's like, I'm coming to get a little cash, doing a cash deposit, but I got a hemorrhoid. You're like, <laughs> just keep it to yourself. You know what I mean? Why are you telling anybody? See, Nobody and that's, that's internalized misogyny. Because, it is. Because you bleed a car tank full of fucking gas for eight days a week, every fucking month. And yep. you're not supposed to talk about it. And I'm not, yeah. And Jenna Thank has you. a loose hangnail and your gardener's mother's sister calls Robin to have a chit chat about home remedies. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Yet I've got a small Dixie crystals, like Dixie cup plastic cup full of blood, just, you know, coming out, coming out every 30 minutes, but no, we just, just shut it down. (laughs) I can't, I can't, but anyways, so so, you were, okay. So you got, so then you had to find scramble. So yeah, I was basically evicted and the girl was like, now listen, I could have been like, no, I'm staying. I paid you rent. Like I could have been that asshole, but she was like, the woman's already drawing up papers to evict me and that person, the person I was troubling was from LA and I'm a good person. So I was like, I will get out as fast as I can. Can you give me 48 hours? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. I can extend. I called her back and I was like, is there any way? And she's like, yeah, let me try calling her. We're going to try and mitigate the situation, whatever. I got out in 48 hours basically. And I just had to like scramble and we reached out to everyone I knew on like, even for you, like people reached out for me and I was able to find a cute little place for three weeks. And now I'm literally going to be homeless again on Tuesday, which like, you know, I'm, so what do you think you're going to do? Are you going to actually like sign a lease? Do you think well, you're going to actually rent an apartment for a year in New York? I mean, I I wasn't planning on it, but then like, you know, like everything's kind of like, I'm getting Coming fucking together? sucked in. I'm fucking yeah. in Nexium episode two. Like, I don't know how to get out. I'm not, haven't been branded yet, but I might be, you know. And if you meet, 
if you meet a fabulous gay gentleman, and you I'm, may want to brand I'm, your penis. I'm one. I'm like one decently attractive heiress to a billion dollar fortune away from like fucking Army Hammer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. So I would let him. I, I did not I think see he can. that. Coming. I mean, I, like what he did is wrong. Whatever. That's so old news. But I just mean like I'm desperate. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have gone. I I don't want to sign a year lease because then that's me fucking being sucked Locked in. in. But it's okay. I think the world's. I really genuinely think optimistically the world's going to open up. So don't go back to LA to deal with the car and all that bullshit. Guess what? Nobody yeah. in LA knows what the fuck's going on. The only thing yeah. they have is the sunshine. So stay in New York, hustle it out, grind it out a little bit more, and then I'm going to be able to come and visit and do all the things. And yeah. we'll, we'll just make it work. We're going to be, honey, we're going to be in Capri this summer. We're going to be in I, Mykonos, Ibiza. We're going to be doing all of it. All of, all of the above. And, you know, inside a butthole or two. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> maybe mine, maybe yours. We don't we know don't what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I had this fabulous gentleman today while I was at a store. His name's Paul and shout okay. out to Paul if you're listening. He was so lovely and he was clearly, you know, a homosexual male. And mm-hmm. he said, honey, don't let them be intimidated by you because you're independent. You know, the Salem witch trials, they happen for a reason. The men get scared of, of like strong people. And I was like, this is me. I'm a fucking Salem witch. I'm ready. <laughs> you know? And I was like, that's such a good point. Like you're, yeah. you're coming into your own and, and it is going to take a second for you to find love, Raymond, because you are yeah. so secure in who you are. And we make self-deprecating jokes all the time. All the time. But you and I gravitate towards each other because it's like, at the end of the day, I'm the biggest joke. You're the biggest joke to yourself. Right. And that's yeah. all you can do. You're like, I can only control what I can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And anything, and the other thing is like, we're so self-aware because anything that you think is going to cut me fucking deep, I've already, I already thought, thought it. it, digested it, and spit it back out as a joke before 6 fucking a.m. And I'm a night owl. Yeah, I'm wild for the night fuck being polite. But I have, I have Hold on, I gotta write that crippling, down. crippling, uh, right. like self-hatred in my dreams. So like, sorry, sorry. Uh- Sorry, I've already done it. I've already thought it. I've already told my therapist about it. I've already written it down in a journal, put it on ink, was about to have it superimposed on my skin to have it tattooed. You've texted it to me to have like engraved on your gravestone. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure. Wild for the night. Fuck being polite. polite. Yeah, that's the other thing. I am excited to be here. Everyone's like, just make it to spring. Just make it to spring. And then New York will change you. Can I tell you, spring lasts 36 hours. Maybe That's what I... That's what I said back. I was like, oh, yeah. the Oh, it was spring last week for f- two days. And I went outside today and it was 30 degrees and I couldn't feel my fingers. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, also like, okay, whatever. People hate on LA, whatever. But I'm like, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. LA is good all the time. Okay? Like, I might be fat, but I'm cute 360, you know? Honestly, I'm cute 193. You know, <laughs> but you're cute 360. Yeah. Like I have five tough days in LA. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's like January 1st, usually. And then to the fifth. Yeah. It's like those five days. <laughs> well, sometimes after, you know, sometimes after the Super Bowl, because I throw an amazing Super Bowl party. You, you know really what I mean? do. Trying to balance work, home, relationships, and everything else is challenging for everyone. On top of our everyday obligations, we have to deal with the underlying fear and uncertainty from the pandemic with many of our normal support systems no longer in place. Listen, it's it's okay to reach out for a little help. Everyone's trying to figure out what the next step is for them. And I know that a lot of us are dealing with so many things like anxiety and, and really just trying to get our feet on the ground. 
This is why I love Talkspace. I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist, so it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. Talkspace lets you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist and the Talkspace platform 24-7. With Talkspace, you set goals with your therapist and they hold you accountable to make sure you're really progressing. Therapy can help you shift your perspective and sometimes that's just all we need. You can find tools to cope in difficult times and really be a guiding light. I'm telling you, once you start talking to somebody, you're just going to feel like there's a weight lifted off your shoulders. As a listener of the podcast, you can get $100 off for your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure you use the code ABSOLUTELY to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's ABSOLUTELY and Talkspace.com. Again, get that extra help. Talk to somebody who can really guide you in the right direction. That's Talkspace.com. Use code ABSOLUTELY to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. I mean, let's talk about Ray, really. His true calling is he needs to be the next Ina Garden. He needs to have his own fabulous lifestyle. And he's to be like, yeah. Uh, what, what would we call your show? Like, I don't even know. Outrageously Ray. That's yeah. a good one. Oh, yeah. hold on. I like that. I'm writing it down. Outrageously Ray. Because you're outrageous and you're fun and you're festive and you make a mean yeah. fucking spread. But you're also really domesticated in the sense that, like, if I needed a whip stitch on a pair of pants and also that. needed a crudite platter, I was like, Ray, what do I do? You would pull it together. Yeah. Also, like, I've been known to fix a fucking toilet, which, like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect of me. No, only also- lesbians. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> I have two like great roommates in LA, or I did, and they were like, "My car's breaking down." I'm like, "Did you change the oil?" And no. she's like, oh. "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, well, when you have a dad who aggressively tries to breed a toxic masculine male, he teaches you how to change <laughs> the fucking oil and a tire, and also just yell at AAA when they're fucking late." You know what I mean? My father did the same thing with me simply because I was the size of the boy he never had. <laughs> so I too am the one who's like, pull over, let me change the tire. Uh-huh. Um, but there are moments now where I've realized in a marriage, at least, like I have to be like a little damsel in distressy. So right, Jeff like right. flexes his dick a bit. But yeah, really, yeah. I he tells me all the time. He's like, Heather, just let me fucking do it. But I, it's very hard for me as an alpha to relinquish the reins you know, he'll be out there fixing the tire. And I'm like, you're doing it fucking wrong. I'm ready. Move over. You know? Yeah. I mean, and you and I are the, both the same way in that. We know what we like. We know yeah. what we want. We're kind of eyes on the prize. We will take the longest way to get there, but yeah. we're getting there. And don't you well, dare tell that's us we're the other not. thing is I think that I, like, I see the bigger picture, which is why I'm like, okay, just stay in New York, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, I saw, oh my God. I haven't even told you this. So, you know, I've been seeing apartments. I have, in the past two days, I've seen eight apartments yeah. in two days. And that doesn't include the, I think, 18 I saw before that. I'm at okay. like 26 apartments that I've gone to. Like, I am really, that's why I think I'm like struggling to like agree to, it is. Bare bones. It is like trying to get on the arc when you're the like three-legged elephant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not letting you on. They're letting the two good elephants on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Sorry, you're getting flooded. Like, that's how yeah. it is trying to find an apartment in New York. I went today to this apartment and it looked terrible online, but I was like, I don't know, the light is good. Maybe it could be like, maybe I could like dress it up. You know, I could like figure out paint or something. I walked in this building, Bruce, the mm-hmm. real estate agent couldn't meet me. So they sent Bruce, the actual landlord, the guy who owns the units. Okay. okay. He owns all the units in the building. And where is that this are apartment? rental? 
And it was in the West Village. Okay. And it was in a great location, like right off Hudson. And um, for those of you who don't know, West Village is the place that, like, is the place to be, according to, like, what I've been told. Okay, I'm not from New York, but I did have a very yeah. famous, like, very famous comedian, actress, that everyone in the world knows, pull me aside. And she's like, oh my God, you moved to New York. This is so exciting. I knew her through work. And I was like, yeah. I'm oh, like, I'm Tina. Best- <laughs> Tina. Tina, you can just say it. She, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Tina she told you to aside. move to the West Village. <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, you're so lucky. Like, it's my biggest regret in life that I like didn't live in the West Village longer. Like, or before I had kids. And I was like, really? Because like all the apartments are like old and small, but sure. But it is fun. It's happening. Things are happening down there. You know, every night there's, you know, young kids brunching at a bar. And I'm like, what's that like? I don't know what it's like to be young or to eat brunch anymore because I'm trying to diet. (laughs) And also I was living above the Spaniard at one point. And every night they had a saxophone player who was playing when the saints go marching in. Oh yeah. A Louis Armstrong moment. I'm like, why? Right. what? And I'm like, everyone knows I'm more Nick Cannon drumline. So like, I need real beats. I so like, you. when you're delivering when the Saints go marching in, I'm like, okay, I got to go put a sock on the tuba. Like where it's, it's over. Well, and you know how I feel about jazz. I love jazz, but I don't do yeah. saxophone jazz. I do piano jazz. Saxophone Ooh. jazz gets to Kenny G, to, mm-hmm. um, you know, a waiting room in a dentist's office very quickly. <laughs> but if you stick with piano jazz, it can get sexy, like the Carlisle right. bar having a dirty martini like vibe. Like wear the velvet dress, yes. Jessica Rabbit, pull up Brrr. a slip. Maybe you find a nice gentleman caller who just yes. slips it to you in the filthy bathroom. His name's you... Roger. Oh, yeah. Roger. You're smoking a cig and you put it out in the, the bin of the toilet water. Ooh. <laughs> and then he just tickles my taint from behind and we never make eye contact. That one? Nope. Nope. That one. Yep. That one. His spunk probably gave you a little something, you know? Listen, who doesn't like a little funky spunk? It's just keeping us on our toes. Yeah. But anyway, so I went to this apartment today with Mm -hmm. Bruce who like was wearing sweats and his gut was hanging out, which is to me always a sign. Okay. You know what I mean? Like when your gut hangs out over the waistband of your shirt. Now I'm a big guy. So like that can happen to me, but I'm cognizant of it. You know what I mean? Like be aware. And he's wearing like Hush puppies, like like the. What do you mean hush puppies? Like the moccasins with like the fur. We call them hush puppies. Like I know that's a food, but yeah, my that's mom, actually like my top food group. In the yeah, South it's like I know it's like puppy. a fried ball of something. But like yes. my mom, I don't know. My family calls those like moccasin fur line. We call them hush puppies. I don't All know. Right. Why. It's just our thing. Okay. Anyways, he's like wearing those to do this tour, and he like shows me this apartment, and it like actually was a great size, and and it but like. Clearly, the building had been, like, remodeled in the early aughts. And it's kind of like every apartment's different. Like, one, the apartment I went to, the kitchen had red subway tile and black and white checkered bathroom tile. And then it had all natural wood, like, Murphy bed. But every unit was different. Not one was the same. He, like, designed it as if it was, like, the lodge at California Adventure. I'm like, <laughs> sir, did you theme the, the rooms because you were going to charge more in rent? Like, what? That didn't age well. No, he went to, he went out to Brooklyn. He went to one of the, uh, the tile and floor places. And he was like, why? He literally like lost a bet playing spades or something. And that's what he ended up with. That's how it's that crazy. works. But it what was crazy. Heather, is it like, so it was all funky, but like then each apartment had a 50 inch TV screen and fake fireplaces. And I'm like, am I at the rainforest cafe? <laughs> like, where am I? And this apartment was like the price had been lowered. And I was like, oh, this apartment price has been lowered because it's like tacky. But 
even the lowered price was more expensive than the building across the street where I had seen that was like all redone, crisp white, normal Home Depot subway tile. And I'm like, what is happening here? I got to be honest with you. Yes, they say location, location, location. But I think you can live, like as long as you're like, I want to live downtown. Uh, yeah. You can live, yeah. you can add your radius. You can expand your radius just as right. Well. Yeah, Don't yeah. feel like no. you have to live on Carmine. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? No, yeah. I, I have expanded it. I, I do have hard and fast rules. I'm not living above 14th Street. Sorry if you live above 14th Street. That's just not for me. I, you know that's what I okay. mean? I'm downtown. I'm, I'm a downtown guy. I'm a downtown Julie Brown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's where I'm comfortable clearly, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. I've people have been like, go up to whatever Upper East Side. And I'm like, I moved here to have a gay truth, not commit gay suicide. Yes, I hear you. You know and what I mean? If you you could get trapped in the Queensboro Bridge trying to be a queen or the <laughs> Queensboro Tunnel and then, you know, you it's, die over. And it, it's over. You're fucking dead. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, I, yeah, I think I'm going to stay here. I don't know. We're going to just see. I mean, if I don't find an apartment, then catch me in the West Village with my fucking away suitcase. I know. I know. I honestly, after being such a road renegade, I could start a luggage company. I could start a hat company. I could start a cell phone charger pod company. Like I, I have ideas and we're ideas people. Yes. Yes. Can can I tell you, Ray, what you should look for? Just observe this while you're there. The first thing before I moved to LA from New York, people were like, oh, Heather, you're such a New Yorker. You're going to hate everybody in LA. You're going to hate everybody in LA. Yeah. What I observed was people in LA are very open and honest about their level of crazy where people in New York never tell you what it is. So like you could go to lunch with somebody in LA and they'd say, Oh, I'm so sorry I'm late because I took six Annex and had a bottle of wine and then like had to put a crystal up my pussy. And you're like, honestly, it's rude, but thank you so much. So I I respect you more for just being honest and open. In New York, somebody could be tweaking on meth and they'll never, you'll, you you can never make eye contact. You can never talk about it. You sit, you sit through the whole drinks being like, is this one of those gays that just like trembles? And you're like, you know, those ones that are really thin and they're just like constantly vibrating. You're like, are you cold? It's like hot out. And then you realize this person's on drugs. This person's on crystal meth, but we will never acknowledge it in any form of this conversation. No, we're just going to roll through. He's going to keep eating almond by almond. You know Uh what I mean? You just one by one. And in LA, that kid would have, we have met them. I would have told us his whole life story about how yep. he was in a Ponzi scheme and how he started judging himself in the asshole. I mean, the house of Carth hath fallen. You know what I mean? I mean, it's taken a long time for me to even crack like Jeff. You know, there's that hard New York ex- shell exterior where I'm like, do you want to talk about your emotions today? He's like, what are emotions? I don't <laughs> know what that is. You know? And so yeah. just observe it and get, then let, I'll check in with you in a couple of weeks. And I want to yeah. see if some of the guys that you've been on dates on who are really East Coasters, if they can break down that fourth wall. I mean, I mean, if any of the experiences I've had thus far with men are an indicator of what's to come. Right. Buckle the fuck up because I'm about to flip my car six fucking times and then get stuck under a semi. Okay. I mean, <laughs> That's I had the just, same experience. Dating in New York's fucking brutal. It's brutal. I, I think though a little bit, it is better. I do think like thus far what I've witnessed, and again, I wasn't doing a great job of it in LA. It's like people will meet you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they'll just, it's it's just going to happen. And it's, I do feel like a little bit less than LA. People aren't looking around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like, like the LA in LA, invite. you would be at dinner at Craig's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even the invite, but I mean, like, we'd go to dinner somewhere and people would be, like, waiting to see who walks in. 
Right. You know, and here you're just like, you're literally trying to dodge the crazy couple next to you. They're trying to get in your conversation. Everyone's nuts in New York and no one gives a fuck. And that's the nice thing. When you go back to New York, it's so humbling. Like when I lived in New York and things started to pop off a little bit in my career, people would yell like, you know, my catchphrase on the podcast is tiramisu bitch. Like if you're a fan, you listen, Okay. let me know you're into it. And they'll yell yeah, yeah. tiramisu bitch across the street. But yeah, in LA, everyone could, you could be sitting down. You could be sitting with your biggest fan in the world and they're looking over your shoulder because they're hoping fucking George Clooney and Jennifer Aniston are fingering each other over your yep. shoulder. And you're like, I yep. thought you loved me. You know, <laughs> so now that you've had the second vaccine and you're turning into a lizard tonight and what are you drinking? Tequila and soda? Yeah, I'm having you- a little tequila soda, which is also like interesting because like people in New York don't really drink tequila. What you do they what drink? Mean? What do you think they drink? Well, Scotch. Um, I don't know. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, I think it's liquors that make you, I don't know. Like I've had a couple drinks with people and it's been like, well, also it was cold. So I guess that's different, but like rums, martinis, like that sort of thing, like tequila. I think maybe tequila is more of a club drink here, mm-hmm. but it's like you wouldn't go to drinks and get a tequila. You know what I mean? Like so many of the drinks here are like that penicillin drink. It's like hot lemon and. Oh God, I don't know, know who know the I mean? fuck you're hanging out with. No, nobody's drinking a penicillin. I'll tell you what though. I'm excited rum's making a comeback. I fucking oh. love a rum runner. You know, okay. I used to, I had a summer of rum. In college. So this yeah. is not going to sound that great because I was in college. So just gird your loins. But me and my friend, Sam McKenzie, we were like all kind of fat. And we were, it was between junior and senior year of college, like that transitional year where you're like, do I get an internship? Like, am I going to like find a man? Like what's happening? Right. And we were like, you know what? This is summer of rum. We had only been drinking vodka. We drink tequila. We're like, we're only going to drink hundred proof rum. And we would drink it with just shots of rum, dull pineapple juice out of the can. Oh yeah. And it was wild. Like now was it dark rum or clear rum? Dark. Dark. Yeah. Dude, I used to take a bottle of Captain Morgan's and Yeah, it was Captain Morgan. I, yeah, you That's what it was. Cap- I couldn't remember the name. I couldn't remember the name because I haven't had it since literally 2011. It's Captain Morgan and then you mix it with um Diet Dr Pepper and you fucking oh. live your truth. Yes. That is how you go into diabetic shock. Listen, when I, my freshman year at Ole Miss, all I used to drink, I would get the Evan Williams, which is like the poor man's version of whiskey. I drink Evan Williams and Diet Coke or Bacardi and Diet Coke. And then if I was really living on the edge, I would get the spiced rum, the Captain Morgan's and the Diet Dr. Pepper. And I thought I was like, Lux, Reesh, like this was a treat. Yeah. Wow. We were talking. We were, we were always vodka. And then I was, I've always been tequila because my parents, you know, were Mexican. Well, partly Mexican and we're a tequila fam. You know what I mean? But a pillar of the Mexican community. Pillar of the Mexican community. I wouldn't say that my, you know, my parents, like, they're not really pillars. You know what I mean? Like you, they gave birth to one and that's the best they could do. You pillars by association. I like to consider myself a pillar in my community, which is just like eczema ridden. um, You know, you are a pillar of the eczema community. I am. And I've said that when I have a philanthropy, when I really start making money and I can truly get back, I would like to have a philanthropy that's for chubby children riddled with eczema who have a bright future ahead of them. Yeah. And mine, <laughs> I'm like, my wing of that is like chubby homos who are mm-hmm. mental level smart because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to help the dumb ones. Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> honestly, I'm just it's- kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but sometimes the dumb ones, they just got to figure it out. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? <laughs> but but that's a that's another thing, Ray. We've always stayed in our lane. We know where we thrive and where we don't thrive. And we've just been honest about it and honored it. Yeah, totally. Wait, speaking of that, like where we thrive, I've like watched that like horrible Netflix college admissions thing. They like did like reenactments and it was like, it was like oh, a documentary. Yeah. 
Did you watch it? It was. I haven't watched it. Okay, don't. It's not worth your time. But I was sitting there being like, why didn't I get into Harvard? I'm fucking smarter than dirt. Which is like, when you say that out loud, you're like, being smarter than dirt doth not Pret- give you access to Harvard. <laughs> I applied to Harvard. I told you, I applied to Harvard as like no, you literally. Didn't. You applied to Harvard? Yes, Ray. I applied to Harvard as an L Woods. Like, I don't even think I sent in the, um. oh, fuck. What are they? The, the application? No, I've sent in the application. Essay. Personal Essay. statement. I, I sent in one personal statement, but then they needed like three essays and I only sent in one because I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to get in and anything. But the title to my personal essay was Open Bottle of Champagne. Because my dad used to always say, he was like, Heather, you're like an open bottle of champagne in the room. You just spread joy. And so I did this whole essay, which I was bringing alcohol into it, which I'm sure they were like, she's a liability, going to be a raging yeah. alcoholic. Right. And I, I literally did a whole L Woods thing. Like I said, in photos, everything. And I was like, let's just fucking roll the dice. And I don't know why I thought I would, wouldn't no. even get accepted. I didn't even hear back. I don't even think they like offered to say, we're not going to take you. This is bullshit. <laughs> I tried though. You got to put it out there. Should we try now? Like yes. as a joke? Uh, yes, we should 100% go back. What are we going to get degrees in? As like a master's? A master's in like being cute and- And bitching and complaining. Do they have a master's? Having the gift in- of fucking gab. I'll get it in something. Okay. I mean, you listen, I mean? I'll look into it. I will do a master's program as long as I don't have to- Type a thing. I don't want to type. I'll talk. Everything is typing. I don't want to type, Ray. I have nice nails. I'm tired of you looking know what? at the What computer. if we go back and we're like, we want to bring back the like uh, the Greek art of like oratory. Is that what it, oratory? Yeah. When you, when you speak out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're just like, we're getting our degree in public speaking. And they're like, yeah, no, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> and then we're like, end up being politicians because we get yeah. so good at it. And then the next oh, thing you know, 100%, we are. I mean, mm-hmm. here's the thing. At the end of the day, we're too good of people to actually become cult leaders. Yes. But we have that that gene. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. When you watch these documentaries, I hope that most people watch. If you don't realize this in the documentary, like, that person's just a salesman. They're mm-hmm. charismatic or they're weird and have figured out how to turn their weird into charisma. And it's just a salesman. And, like, that's us. We could do any of that. And you know the kind of people who get sucked into cults the easiest are other salesmen because I don't know about you, but anybody can sell me anything. Once you are a salesman, I respect the pitch and the hustle so much. I'm like, I'll buy your product. I'll join your cult. Yep. I like it. (laughs) You put in minimal effort. I like it. I'm, I'm like the more like, you think, oh, you made that much. Watch me make more. Watch me make more bitch. Yeah. Yeah, except when it comes to like, you know, we, we've we talked about this time, but like just like shit to lose weight. I'm like, I've tried it. Seriously. I've tried it. G- goodbye. Um, what would your cult name be? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't My, know. Mine would be the McManiacs. Ooh. So they would join the McManiacs. And I mean, we would do great stuff. We'd like rehabilitate French Bulldogs. Um, we, you know, Taco <laughs> Tuesdays, just real baseline <laughs> things. It wouldn't, it wouldn't get sexual. I don't think it would get sexual. Would you? you? You'd say that now. And then I was listening to your podcast from last week and you're on so much testosterone <laughs> that next thing you know, every woman is, you've depleted the testosterone in all of America. Listen, I've said it. I now understand why men are so horny all the time. I get it. Like I have thought about a lesbian tryst. I am getting wild thoughts in my mind. Like who wants to fuck me? Because Jeff's asleep on the couch. I'm ready to go. And it's not I cheating mean, if it's a woman, right? I mean. Or is it? That's okay. between you and your lord. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's you're between right. you and your Jesus. Okay, mine hath risen this past weekend. Because um, right, mine hath risen too. I, I, <laughs> we have the same Jesus. We don't. 
yes, because I'm a Protestant and you're a Catholic, but we yeah. still have the same Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but we like we like fall in and out of that. We just believe in the Lord. We do believe in the Lord. I've been trying to call her she more because oh. I just feel like why can't it? I mean, it's you know. Oh yes, you see Jesus as a woman. Listen, I think yeah, I think Jesus is a well, light. Not, not necessarily Jesus because the Son of God, but I mean God. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. be a female. Like, when why wouldn't she be? Because she created the whole land, the earth, and, like, made a family. And that's what women do. And she kind of likes to stir the pot a little bit. You know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> she just drops the plague on us in the, in the midst of the, like, digital age when everyone has a fucking voice. And you're like, oh, God, this cuckoo has it all wrong. Well, Here we go. Okay, everyone's going to repost them. Yep, yep. And that's you know? the thing. Ray and I don't get reposted. And that's why we know we're in it for the long run. Right, right, right. There we go. Um, Ray, any final words that you want to leave us with? What are you looking forward to? What are your goals in New York? And and, and what should we be manifesting for you along the way? I am working on some stuff that I can't talk about. Like I told you about it the other days. So I'm like writing things mm-hmm. that I'm like, I have to get done like soon. I was just all of a sudden given deadlines to write this shit down. And so I'm working on that. And then I'm going to, you know, I think my goal is to try something creatively that maybe I haven't done before. And I don't, you know, Oh, I am doing that because writing, because I don't, I'm not a writer. So I'm working on stuff. I so desperately want to push you towards the Broadway, but you are so anti-Broadway. It's like me well, being anti-Disney. Thing, babe, I mean, I can't fucking sing to save my goddamn life. If I could sing, I probably wouldn't even be your fucking friend. I'd already be Bruno <laughs> Mars, like with a harem of homosexuals on a private jet like Hugh fucking Jackman. Wow. If I could sing, I would have already done the Broadway, but I can't. And like when theater comes back, no one's going to want to see a play where there's no singing. I hear you. you. Know? I hear you, and but, but but you know what? Maybe that's it. Straight plays, and I don't mean straight sexual plays. No, no we you mean do like a... just just theater, no music, not yes. musical theater, just theater. Yeah, I would. Uh, just... I, I could totally see myself doing that because mm-hmm. I do think you know you do it, and I watch you, and it's like that feeling of like being on a stage is just like it's a drug. It's yeah, it's insane, and like I, I think that it. like I've experienced it in different parts of my life, and it's it's like such a thing to chase, but I just haven't done that since. So yeah, I would love to do something like that. Like I would consider doing a play or whatever. We'll see what happens. I'm not, I'm or not you know what? Like, Maybe you and I just end up with a reality show where we live with the mole people at the bottom of the subway. And we, and the next thing you know, we won like six reality Emmy awards. I just think that maybe that's yeah. the route we need to take. Yeah, that's the route we take. I mean, I would also love to manifest just like, I would love to just have, I want to manifest me like feeling at home in a space that's mine because living okay. out of this fucking broken luggage, yeah. moving every four weeks, I'm done. I'm I hear done. you. So just finding a home, making a little place my own. It doesn't even have to be super nice, although I would like it to be. It just needs great light for the skin shot so that people can see my beauty. You know what I mean? That's all I need. Hey, f- what is it? Down for, what is it? Wild for the night. Fuck being fuck polite. Being polite. Yeah. And also, you know what? Maybe catch a club dick or two, you know? <laughs> And when he says catch it, it's literally like things move so quickly in New York. You will be sitting at a bar. Two dicks come at your face. You literally have to catch them in your hand. Yeah. It's like, do you watch baseball? No. Of course you don't. It's surprising to most people. People don't know this about me, but I actually know a lot about sports because I was forced as a child to go to all the fucking games. Baseball, football, all the bullshit. Okay. Nobody came to my swim meets. Nobody came to my karate matches. Okay. I had to learn karate to defend my gay ass self, but nobody watched. I had to go to fucking baseball games. But anyways, when they like hit a fly, when they hit like the ball and it's like a fly ball, it goes up into the air and the crowd's trying to catch it with the glove and everyone's like pushing each other aside. It's like, I want that to be me, but with like a dick of a hot finance bro who doesn't have herpes, but could give me chlamydia. You know what I mean? And that's that's honestly 
all you can ask for these days. That's all I want. And if I find a, you know, and I wouldn't be mad at finding a Ivy League law grad who probably wants to run for president because we all know that that's my goal. You want Oscars, I want White House. Like, that's You want to be the first first lady. Yeah, I want to be the first first gentleman. And, um, first first you know gentleman, what? excuse me. Yeah, first first gentleman. And everyone's like, what about Doug? And I'm like, what about him? Do you think he's dynamic enough to hold that fucking title? No disrespect to Doug. But like, <laughs> you could have him or you could have me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Gay fucking unicorn perfect skin. Okay? Again, pillar of the humility community <laughs> and wild for the night. Fuck being polite. Raymond Padilla, thank you for being here. I'm so glad we did a wellness check. And will you just tell everybody on a scale of one to 10, where are you? Are you well? Uh, well 10 you being know great. What? You know what? I think right now I'm at a, I'm at a solid six. I got the, the, the vax, the kills, and I'm talking to my best friend. I you love know? you. We- Maybe I'll give I'll give you a seven and a half. You know what? Because you could it would have been a ten if we had done this in person. But yeah, you're a baby back bitch, and you flew to Atlanta. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for coming on. As always, guys, you can hit the hotline. 800-213-7503. I think I memorized the number finally. Um, but call the absolutely not line. We will be back. You know, I'm, I'm hitting the road. And I, I will bring Ray in person. We got to get shit done. We're moving on in the right direction in 2021. Love you guys. Mean it. See you on the flip side. Arrivederci. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.